0: You're listening to WooSox Insider, presented by your Worcester Red Sox. Hello and welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of the WooSox Insider podcast. As always, I'm your host, TQ, alongside Chris Bergstrom and our producer, Dylan McCaffrey. Today, we welcome a special guest, the Senior Director of Marketing Programs, Steve Oliveira, who we work with quite a lot and he is uh, responsible for some of your promotional dates that we talked about with brooke last week uh he's responsible for designing and communicating some of the bobbleheads some of the give a wednesday promotions to take tuesdays and uh steve tell us about how you ended up working in sports and getting to the worcester red sox
1: well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's such a, an honor and a pleasure. I know I was technically the first guest when I kind of crashed your first uh, inaugural podcast. Yeah, when you were trying to just
0: that. get away from work.
1: That's right. Trying to hide away in the clubhouse. So, so thank you for, for inviting me back.
2: But
0: You should uh, thank us. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I, I owe it all to you. So uh, yeah, so getting into sports. Yeah, I, so I grew up in Western Massachusetts, so not too far away, uh, a town called Ludlow, right outside of Springfield. Uh, you know, about 45 minutes from, from Worcester, Uh, grew up out there, went to school, UMass Amherst studies, uh, sports management, managed to do pretty okay in in school. Um, From there, I applied for an internship with the Boston Red Sox.
0: We've heard of them.
1: Yeah. And I got rejected. They (laughs) they rejected me. All right. So, uh, so it didn't work out, but, but what I did is I I was persistent and, uh, you know, I ended up uh, communicating with the person who had interviewed me and, and staying in touch and, and kind of pestering them enough that, that I got an interview uh, for a Fenway ambassador. Uh, so for those who've come to Polar Park and have met some of our Polar Park ambassadors, they, they may have sort of a general idea of, of what that may mean. But basically it was a, it was a part-time opportunity starting with you a know, handful of hours a week, um, but answering phone calls you know, from fans on any questions they had. Um, you know, helping with pregame and in-game elements at Fenway Park during games, that type of thing. So um, so managed to, to do that, build my way up from there, get a few more hours here and there, get onto some projects when they needed some, some extra help. Um, then a, a position opened up full-time in the marketing department at the Red Sox and um, decided, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot and, and apply, see what happens. Ended up working out uh, and that was that was in I guess 2012 and uh, then spent the next you know seven plus years uh, in the marketing department there at the Red Sox and, and had a ton of fun and that's where I, I managed to meet
3: Chris you know that's right what so a tough job it must have been marketing the Red Sox through the, uh, the 2010s
2: we just uh, to, just a just note like we we didn't do anything right Steve <laughs> I. That sellout
1: streak was—we were very, very uh, an important part of that. Are you kidding me, Chris and I directly with all the things we did? So no, it was a good time. I gotta say, we we were lucky that we had some really, really good teams. Some bad teams too. There were some. There were some ups and downs. Obviously, some some real roller coaster seasons. Um, but uh, yeah, I managed to to be there for a couple of World Series uh, runs in, in 13 and 18.
0: Did um, you get a ring? So not-
1: I did. I, I got two rings one for 13. Wow. You no, know, I listen. Mm. It's not, it's not Chris Bergstrom level, but it's, it's something. Okay. So yeah, no, I, I managed to get two rings. It was awesome. It was such a fun experience. You know, I, I wouldn't, if you, if you told me when I was 10, 12 years old, that that I would experience the things that I've experienced and, and be a part of the Red Sox and have a couple of rings, I would have given anything to do it. If, so if hey, TQ,
2: do you remember, yeah. um, when that marketing that the Red Sox did, the win, dance, repeat?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Benintendi, Bradley Jr. That's right. That's dancing in the outfield. After so everyone. little
2: known fact that Steve Oliveira <laughs> no. came up yeah. with win, dance, repeat. Right? You <laughs> don't
0: say.
1: How about that? Yeah, I, I got lucky once. Let me tell you. So <laughs> uh, we... <laughs> So you know, it, I, I here's the thing. I don't even remember what year exactly it was. And, and the funny thing is, I think a lot 2016. Of people, I think you're right. It was it was around 2016. A lot of people, uh, when you bring it up, they think of the 2018 World Series winning team. And believe it or not, it, it wasn't the slogan for that year. That year, we had the "Do Damage" um, yep. kind of marketing slogan that that came from a an Alex, Alex Cora, Cora quote, exactly from from preseason. So uh, or spring training, I should say. Um, but yeah, so it was around 2016, you know, the outfielders were doing that dance that they would do post-game celebrating a team victory. And we thought, we're going to have some fun with it. We got to come up with, with something behind it, you know, a commercial and, and kind of like a tag for it, a hashtag, you know, just something to kind of put it all together. And it was on us as a marketing team to come up with the idea, you know, somebody put together kind of like a, a SharePoint online and it was like, hey, put in any ideas onto this this list you know and and we'll kind of talk through it and, and figure out what we want to do so we did that and I it, for those of who know me and know the terrible ideas I can come up with um I Fact. literally just spe- yeah I just I just spewed a bunch of things
0: on and hope screen. something sticks
1: and hope something sticks. I can't say that it was like this is the one Oh, I, I got it. Everyone. It, listen up.
0: it wasn't a five minute meeting where you walked in, kicked the door down and said, right. listen, this is going to be quick. It's going to be wind dance repeat. No,
1: it, I wish I could say it was. It was, I I'm sitting alone at my desk, kind of laughing at some of the terrible ones I'm putting in that I think are so funny <laughs> that nobody else is going to laugh at. And uh, yeah, put them in there. You know, didn't even think about it until I, we started discussing it. And, and that's the one that stuck and it, it turned into a thing. And I remember it, it soon after it like really took off, you know, people were making t-shirts of it. Um, including Eve, you, got all, you, got paid,
2: you get paid for every t-shirt oh, that's printed. right? I got
1: loaded. Are you kidding? I'm loaded now because of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, it just like took off. And I remember at some point too, like, our legal team came to me and they were like, Hey, you know, this is like really become a thing and we just need to check like, you came up with this yourself like it, you didn't see this somewhere or whatever and and i was like no i i came up with it yeah you know, obviously it's you know it's based off of the sort of i don't know i, I guess i don't even know how to, how to put it but like slogans you've seen elsewhere that right
0: like
3: like, like, with like you know, rinse know. wash repeat like like, like rinse
1: that. wash repeat exactly like something like that like gym tan laundry from the uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean just like so, oh, so Steve, that, you're dating you're so, dating yourself now. I know. By the way, by that, yeah. I know. I'm listen. I'm pretty old. I'm not Chris Bergstrom old, but I'm close.
2: No. Uh,
1: so, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So you know, it's based off of that. But but just putting those words together, that that was me. And like I said, I just got lucky one time, and it took off. And uh, and and the reason why I I know that it wasn't part of that 2018 winning season is because I had it planned out where. In the postseason, we made shirts. Like, you know, they went to the, the first round of the um the playoffs.
0: Oh, and this is my the, favorite.
1: The yeah, and I had, had to out we we had meetings. This is this is the best part, right? This I actually had it. It was like, boom, I've got it. Here we go. Win advance repeat. Boom. Win advance repeat. That's what we're doing. We we made shirts for it for the first round. And then how did that round win, go?
2: How did how did everything well, go?
1: Well, I said when we win the World Series, I've got it win dance complete done i've got it done here we go right so right we we go to that first round of the postseason i don't even remember
0: against cleveland Cleveland yeah it was cleveland
1: yeah and uh i think we got swept uh if i remember correctly and boom all those win advance repeat shirts thrown in the trash win dance complete never saw the light of dawn and my, my brilliant idea that i knew oh this one this is the one never use, so. i don't
0: think
2: people yeah. understand but when you're coming up with these slogans like steve we were sitting in the room when, when we all came up with like do damage right because right. alex cora said it and uh i think cashman said something about they that the yankees do damage against the right. red Sox, and that's how it all kind of came about and you also, like you said, come up with those. Okay, well, if we make it to the playoffs, what does it become? And after that, if we win the World right. Series, God forbid, people don't think you're supposed to talk about it. But you need the plan just in case mm-hmm. that'll be this. So that's kind of like where uh, damage done came from. When yeah. We got, uh, uh, T-shirts after right.
0: the World Series. T-shirts don't make themselves overnight, contrary no, to popular no. belief. No, no. Like
2: I mean, we you have to wait till later on in the season to have these meetings because you want it. I think at the Red Sox, they were a little bit different where the slogan wasn't really laid out before spring training started. Our, you know, our, our leader there in marketing, Adam Grossman was more, he wanted it to happen naturally and see what happened. And, and thank God we did that Alex Corey year too, because that's like, oh, mm-hmm. he just said, do damage. That's great. Let's run with that. You know? So, but kind of a uh, sneak peek behind the curtain there, the Boston Red Sox and, how Steve became a millionaire. So congratulations.
3: <laughs> that's right. I just do it for the love of the game now. At this point, so. <laughs> you mentioned uh, in the beginning there that you initially had gotten turned down for your internship. Brooke said the same thing last week that her initial job application to the team was turned down. I admire your guy's stick to itiveness. I think I'd be too bitter to.
2: I was hired right away. Were. <laughs> I was hired right away. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there you that's you go. So, was so. Sometimes. Yeah.
1: Sometimes they get it right the first time, like with Chris, and other times, you know, they just need a second
3: look, but. There was a college yeah, you know, I knew I should have gotten into, and I put it on, I was going to put on the wait list, and I kept asking if I still wanted to go there, and I was like, yeah, 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 so that when they finally <laughs> accepted me, I could say, no, no, thank you, you should have accepted me the first time.
1: I'm not right. as bitter as no. you, though. No, I, listen, I, I get that, and, uh, you know, at the time, you're, you're just out of college and desperate for. For work and money, is you know, hey, whatever, whatever it took. So, you know, I was definitely putting out feelers elsewhere to see what happened. But yeah, just ended up working out. So definitely, definitely some money involved. But hey, here we are.
2: Yeah. So, so last week, Brooke unveiled kind of like our promotional schedule coming on our winter weekend. And, you know, uh, one of the biggest things is these Giveaway Wednesdays, um, which is a brilliant name for a giveaway. <laughs> let me tell you. Now, if you had come up with that idea of the Boston Red Sox and they didn't run with that, shame on them because this uh, is fantastic.
1: Right. So so yeah, you know, it pitched giveaway Wednesdays to, to the Red Sox. And I, I honestly think, again, maybe it's me just sort of misremembering, but I honestly think we almost went with it. We almost went with it. But then there was a shift in the date. So they, they weren't gonna be on Wednesdays anymore that they, we were gonna be doing the giveaways on Tuesdays. So I then fought for give a Wednesdays every Tuesday at Fenway Park. <laughs> but it, uh, then, I, then I did get laughed out of the room. And, you know, it, there you go. It lay dormant for years, expecting to never never be awoken again. And, and here we are.
2: So what we can take out of this story is that you have no original ideas here at the WUSOX. That's right. That's okay right. i just it's just, <laughs> just recycling yeah Absolutely. yeah like hey let's try this one maybe they'll and, fall for this one. and guess and what did. once
0: once we get through all of steve's ideas here he'll move on to another team and just start doing them there yeah. guys wow. i got
2: this great idea Listen, give it good, wednesdays <laughs>
1: good artists borrow great artists steal okay <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said that. I don't know if it was Picasso, some some artist said
0: that. Somebody who wasn't somebody who wasn't you and you're saying it now. That's That's the important thing.
1: (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly. I mean, if we
2: want to have an entire episode on black holes and out of outer space, Mm. Steve, that my Boston accent almost kicked in there, by the way. Out of out of space. Out
0: of space. Out of space. space.
2: Um we should have Steve on. But So give a Wednesday, Steve, they're going to (laughs) focus largely on uh, bobbleheads, correct? So I don't think a lot of people know the process that goes into developing bobbleheads. But first off, before we get into what that process is and how approvals go along and could you want to unveil here the complete list of bobbleheads that we're giving away?
1: Wow. an exclusive. Yeah, I can, but uh, you know, there's, we, we there's some things we got to be careful with, but, you know, we're
0: just We're not going to be careful here. We're breaking news. I and just don't forget, ahead. like oh, I miss. tell
2: everybody else, this is just between us. It goes nowhere else. Perfect. All right. Well, all
1: right. Here we go. The Bobble lineup. All right. First up, we have player to be named later. No! Whoa,
2: whoa. Whoa. Yeah. That one is. That's big one. If you don't have tickets for that game, what's the date of that game? April 13th. If you don't have tickets for that game, yes. you are missing out. Can yes. you believe it?
0: Ugh, that's huge. Wait, April 13th. So that's the Giveaway Wednesday, the day after opening day, right? That's right. That is our first is opening night. Is and it what is a game
2: huge this game? bobblehead yeah. to be given away. You're right. Okay, let's go with
1: huge. the rest. I know. Next one. Wednesday, May 18th. Yep. Tristan Casas.
2: Oh, okay. Ooh, that's, a that's, a that's a big one. one.
1: Yeah. A top prospect. That's a big one too. Right. Wow. Huh. Big name. Yeah. I think people are going to be excited about, uh, about that one. Uh, 40 then, home runs. 40 home Ooh, runs. 40. Wow.
2: Wow. Count it. Archive this baby. It, all it right. We'll keep it. Year. We'll clip it.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, we have a Worcester and Red Sox legend. Okay who actually just saw his bobblehead for the first time and loved it.
0: This one's my favorite.
1: Not Chris Bergstrom, no. Oh! Not Tim Quitadamo, but Rich Gedman. All right, we have Rich Gedman.
0: Geddy. Uh,
1: hitting
3: coach uh, Wednesday, June 15th. Wednesday, I've come- seen this one, and it's
0: scary. It's it's dead on.
2: It looks like Rich Gedman <laughs> will be hanging out with you. That's how it To, yeah.
0: Yeah, to the point <laughs> that when we showed him his bobblehead during winter weekend, it was on the screen. He was joining us on Zoom. It was on the screen for five seconds before he said, "All right, take that off now." <laughs> that sounds like Getty, by the way. That sounds just like him. Yeah,
1: a humble guy. No, we respect that, but that's why we love him. But
2: yeah, Getty, big one, big okay, one. Let's roll. Him. Let's keep keep him coming. Bob I like to go to
3: that tough exterior. Getty's going to keep one of these like secret and and cherish it. We're gonna save a
1: box for Getty. Don't you worry. He's gonna, he's gonna love it. Uh, yeah. The next up here's here's a big one. Here's a big one. Everyone, Chris, are you sitting down?
2: I I okay. I'm, for, I'm on a podcast. Yes, I'm sitting Perfect, down. I don't, okay. I don't do it standing.
1: Wednesday, June twenty second.
2: Yes. Give it to me. Who?
1: Player name
2: redacted.
3: No way! Oh, Yes. <laughs> The return that of the King. is huge,
0: and that's that's wow. not like a generic bobblehead. That's specific to a, no. the huge game he had here last year, right?
1: You're yeah. absolutely right. Yes, uh, it it involves his his appearance here last year, so it really is a big one. And I should mention, um, for for that one, and for uh, most of most of them this year, they're going to have sound clips. These are audio. Um, included bobbleheads. In a bobblehead? Audio in a bobblehead. bobblehead. You press the button on the bobble, on the base of the bobble, and it will play the audio recording of the, the game call of that specific great moment that that player had. From, from
2: I just had a brilliant idea. Oh, boy. TQ, we could do a Wusox Insider bobble <laughs> together. <laughs> me and you with audio clips. At the, at the desk. Yeah. Yes. Dude, you guys
3: just like TQ, what was your batting
0: average in college? <laughs>
3: Like 176,
2: right? Yeah.
0: yeah. No, it was, I it was 180, 87. It was 187. Because you in the first episode, you said 184, and I got mad because you shortchanged me.
2: What's the Mendoza line? 200. 200. Okay, just checking. Okay, come on, <laughs> let's roll. So that, I honestly, I think that is the biggest bobblehead that we're going to give away this year. No, no, I Four think easily.
1: Throws. Well, I think you may be right, but the next one, Wednesday, July 6th, we have Tate Matheny. Ah, oh, uh, you see what we did, did there? I'm, get, I'm getting
0: uh, the picture now. You
1: see what we did uh, there? Yeah, the defensive okay. wizard,
0: Tate That's Matheny. Right. Okay.
1: Okay. Taking a great catch off the wall on that special day here at Polar Park and also includes the audio file of, of Tate, Matheny. Tate Matheny. A Chris Bergstrom favorite.
2: <laughs> you know what, you guys? Yeah, I have Tate. I'm going to tell you right now. I have nothing against you. You have Steve and Brooke last week are setting me up. You have to tell us. Please do not look at the ground when we see each other downstairs this year. If if the covid is relaxed a little bit, I'll give you a big hug. But just understand. I'm. Never mind. Let's move on. Bex, no, we'll,
0: Chris, no,
3: Chris. no, no. Listen, I told you I had us. a good I,
2: I told you I had a good story about Tate's dad. We're gonna save that for another episode. When we have you know, we'll have we'll save that story when Tate's on.
1: This you know, this isn't related to any of this, what I'm about to say, but let me just say let folks know behind the curtain here. When we come up with the players that we're doing for these bobbleheads in these moments, it can get content- contentious, okay? And not everyone always agrees on who should be the players and who shouldn't. You know, so let me tell you, Tate Matheny was one of the more, uh, you know, one of, one of the more heavily contested ones. But it was such a great moment from last it's year the moment of the season. We thought, but yeah, that, that most of connect, us thought it was the best idea.
2: But since, since it can us. connect to, yeah, the, to a
0: different bobble,
2: redacted bobblehead. Yeah, that's right. That was because you have to have it because those two. Have you can't have one, have one, one at the moment no. no. Yeah. And Wootzbox history. So that's going to be
1: that. That's great. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Great point, Chris. Uh, and then Wednesday, August thirty first, Jairo Munoz. We have yes, uh, and uh, and we're going to have him in a Waepa's jersey because nice. I think people love our Los yes. Waepas the Worcester Knights here, and we wanted to make sure we, we celebrated that. So, um, yeah, that that's a great one for for everyone to keep an eye on. Um, weipa. And then oh, Waepa. Oh yeah, nothing like a good WAPA. Wepa!
0: Um, have you have you guys heard I I did two games on the sideline last year and I was lucky enough to hear one of our incredible broadcasters Mike Antonellis do a promotional read for our upcoming Wepaus nights. Have you heard Mike Antonellis exclaim Wepa? I don't it's, think so. It's <laughs> incredible. I asked him to say it again. It was so good. I I could listen to him say wepa all day long. It's great. So be on the lookout for very, it next year.
2: You cleaned up pretty nice for those games too, by the way.
0: Thank you, you very much.
2: Nice. going on.
0: I had a full suit like, on. Full suit oh on. It wasn't the my story. Suit, of TQ's I first, got first
3: live hit is pretty incredible, and we'll get to that one day.
0: That's so going to be cool. a TQ episode. So Steve,
2: who else we got?
1: And last but not least, okay, this this one's a real, I think, fan favorite. Definitely a Bergstrom favorite. The one and only Smiley Ball on Wednesday, September twenty first.
2: Bobble body, uh, bobble body.
1: Right. Guy, I mean his body's a head, I guess. Right? It's all one
2: thing. Bobble torso, body, it's just bobble. It's just yeah. Bobble. I can get, I can get some some signed for you guys if you'd like.
0: Uh, yeah, I have a. I would love to get one signed. I have a question: If I super glue it to my dashboard, would it be like one of those hula? skirts where just his whole body is wobbling every bump in the road Yeah. because i might need to look into like a mount for that or something
3: i mean
1: i don't see why not yeah i wouldn't glue it to the to the dashboard i think you might yeah i bought i
0: bought no i bought i'm running that thing into the ground (laughs) fair
1: enough i don't know the used car market is pretty wild right now if you want to make some some extra bucks you know
0: it's true
2: so, Steve. So, you go through this process of deciding, like you just, you know, talked about a little bit ago, who's gonna, who the players going to be, and that's a whole process. So, after you decide who the players are going to be, like, how did, what happens from there?
1: Yeah, from there, it is a month long process. So, um, you know, we we work with um, a couple different vendors, um, and we'll reach out to them a good five or six months ahead of time, give them the heads up. Um, we'll let them know the players. We send them a ton of images and details as to you know what what we want the expression to be on the players' faces. What jersey are they wearing? Uh, do they have a, a shin guard on? Do they have an elbow pad on? Uh, what color are their gloves? All that. Um, so we send them all of those details for each guy. They come back to us then with with some mockups. You know, we take a look at it. We go back and forth. Is there any adjustments we want made? Uh, and then from there they go to the mold stage so um, they start sculpting based on that mock-up they'll send us back some some photos uh and it'll be you know just like a clay sculpture essentially that, that you're looking at right no color no paint nothing nothing to it um you go back and forth on that because you want to get that mold to, to exactly where it needs to be before you get to the paint otherwise you get to paint you, you and you have to go backwards create a new mold you sort of reset the timeline for a bit right so um so yeah we, we go through that mold process get it to where we want it to be and then move on to paint and they're hand painted we we get looks at them oh you know that color is a little bit off actually can we um you know change that to something else uh that type of thing
3: are they all hand painted like we get a 5,000
1: they are all hand painted, and it's incredible. Uh, you see the, the work that that the folks do uh, with the bobbleheads. Basically, they're passed down the line, and somebody has the job of of painting, you know, the jersey. Somebody has the the, line, the job of doing the piping. There are people who do the eyes, which are like just incredible. The detail that you can do with a little brush with uh, with the eyes themselves. So they they're all hand painted, which is part of the, why it takes so long the process. Um then. They're all hand painted, you know, once we, we get past the approval of that first sort of initial one. Uh, and then from there, we also like to produce our own box art. Some teams can do, you know, just a, a plain white box that you put the guys in. We like to customize those, put some great images of the player of the moment, uh, include a little blurb that we kind of write about and the player of the moment, um, customize the box as well. And then it goes into full production. And then you keep your fingers crossed that they get here on time, you know, a few weeks before the the game date. Um, and then this year, obviously with, with sort of the logistical shipping challenges kind of worldwide uh, it was all the more important that we kind of got out ahead of it earlier than, than ever to make sure that we do get everything on time and deliver to people right when they walk in the
2: gates. Do you ever find so, yourself in the past, like sitting there, like the day before a game and you're like, Oh my gosh, yes. please show up.
1: Uh, yes. And Fenway Park, you know, I'm sure most of you are familiar with Fenway, old ballpark, doesn't have a lot of storage space, doesn't have any storage but, space. But
2: the truck pulls up to the loading dock at Fenway, right? <laughs> right.
1: The loading dock that it doesn't have. It does not have a loading dock. Either, right. <laughs> they so, didn't think
2: about loading docks yeah, in 1912.
1: 19- so, yeah. So the way that we did it in uh, at Fenway, which, you know, I tell people, this across the industry, and they just they can't believe it. They think it's insane. But we would take delivery of the bobbles the day of the game. right? So I'd have to work with our facility staff to make sure that they were aware and ready to go with, with a forklift uh, to unload from the back of the truck and a number of folks. But we would try to schedule it between 5 and 7 a.m. They get to the ballpark. They drop it off at gate D. Uh, they bring the truck to gate D. Our team's ready with forklifts and, and pallet jacks and taking them off the back of the truck, putting them in the middle of the concourse, and then a few hours before game time we'd kind of distribute them from there. So it was the most nerve-wracking thing you could imagine, uh, hoping that the truck, A, you know, gets there, doesn't have issues, um, and then you know, and that it gets there on time. Uh, and gives you enough time to, to prepare there were times like chris probably remembers there, there were times where a truck got a flat tire or something and it got delayed and gates were opening up and we were moving boxes of bobbleheads off of a truck
2: and, all hands on deck
1: and all hands on deck anyone's available you know give give a hand here um, so those were extremely extremely stressful times and especially uh when we first started them at, at fenway we were doing every fan in the ballpark, getting a bobblehead, which is, uh, again, you tell people across the industry, they say that's absolute lunacy. Um, but we're talking about 40,000 pieces uh, being delivered in a place where you don't have any storage. So yeah, it was stressful. So I'm glad to be beyond that. And they have since sort of changed their, their things there to, to help them out a little bit more.
3: Um, and, and we won't be doing that here. We'll be getting things ahead of time. Knock on wood. So. Nice. You got me thinking hearing about all these these bobbleheads and like the audio capabilities of them. I think that our fans, correct me if I'm wrong, are deserving of a Dr. Steinberg bobblehead in one of the upcoming years. Maybe a few of his yeah. key quotes uh,
2: they're gonna be bobble
0: coated in with yeah. his
2: with his duck boots on.
0: That's there. actually well, imagine, it's just the boots and then the rest of them shakes. That's like yeah. the, the hula dashboard hey, top. Imagine these
3: guys' boots on, he's got his 100 years Fenway guitar, I think that uh, it could be a sellout. There.
1: At Winter Weekend, in the chats there, there was a fair amount of, uh, of chatter when we were releasing the the promo schedule about doing a, a Dr. Charles bobblehead. So I wouldn't be shocked if we ended up doing it at some point. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for the future. I think it's a good idea.
2: Now, when do you start... Uh, just kind of go backwards a little bit. I mean, you, you I. people don't know, but you probably start planning this process during a baseball season so once you get past a certain time through the baseball season it's on to you know you could probably be in july or august this year and it's on to woo 23
1: right it's time to
2: start planning now
1: absolutely like like i said now more than ever with with some of the worldwide kind of shipping challenges but yeah i think basically after the the kind of all-star break time we we start looking ahead to next year and at least start putting together ideas for, you know, the players or the moments that we'll want to capture for the following season. And, you know, as we approach the end of the season in September, you start to really finalize that even more. Uh, and then by the time we're, we're at, you know, in November, Thanksgiving around then we're getting things finalized with the vendor that we're using, the players, the poses, that type of thing and really kicking it in the high gear in December with with the actual, Hey, mock-ups, molds, that type of thing. So it really is uh, a, a month, month, half a year long process, I guess, you know, even, even more than that. So um, there's definitely a lot, a lot that goes into it.
0: What's your biggest bobblehead horror story?
1: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, you know, uh boy!
3: What a Chris, sentence to get that kind of reaction.
1: Chris knows.
2: I know. What
3: it is. Uh, <laughs> you know.
1: I um, promised
2: him that,
3: <laughs> that we wouldn't bring it up. Wait I, a minute, Dylan doesn't know I mean, what's going I can, on.
1: I can. I. I don't know how specific we want to be on things. I guess I can kind of, kind of talk through it and, and maybe people will fill in the blanks. But tell um, the people what
2: they want to hear, Steve. Let's yeah. Go.
1: So, okay. So. Again, we were talking about the timeline of bobbleheads, right? Sometimes because of a number of factors and all the approvals you got to get through and and sponsor obligations and all that, um, sometimes you got to cut corners, right? And as much as possible, you want to get physical samples that you can take a look at right before you kind of really move to the, to the final stages. Uh, but sometimes it's not always possible, right? Sometimes you're just looking at images over email, things look good. You keep it going. Right. So one particular bobblehead, I don't, I, I don't even know the year either at this point, somebody I'm sure could. He's it. wiped it from his mind. I've, um... I've tried so hard to wipe it from my mind, but um, sorry, but we get the bobbles. We only get the bobbles the day of, right? Like I, like mm-hmm. I just mentioned. Um, so bobbles come in, I grab a couple of boxes to take to my desk where so I can take a look at them, you know, make sure things look okay. Sometimes you get breakage on them. That, that's sort of expected but you wanna get a sense of like how, how they look and make sure that they're holding up. I open up a box and the paint on a couple of the bobbleheads is really, really not good. Uh, problematic uh, in, in mm. some ways, right? Uh, and, and I'm thinking, oof, this is concerning. So I'm opening up more and more and more and looking at them. And uh, because of some of the kind of sloppiness of, of a number of them, uh, they, didn't, they didn't come across great, uh, and, and there was concern that uh, the player, even fans, could, could take offense to how, how the baubles came out. Um, so I kind of go into a panic, you know, and, and go to my supervisors and our, our CMO uh, and show the baubles and say, hey, what do you think? About these, and he takes a look. Says, "Not great. A little concerning. <laughs> um, doesn't look good, Steve." Doesn't, doesn't look, look good. good. But there's
3: thirty thousand people that think they're going to get bobbleheads when they yes. show up,
1: right? There, are, yeah, yes, there are. So, so we're looking at it, and this is hours before you know the game. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think we can do this. They, they all basically look like this, you know. Um, they looked good in paint when we were looking at them ahead of time, the emails, you know, and everything looked fine. But here in person now as they were sort of mass produced, they, I don't think we should put these out. So, you know, he goes to the team president and and kind of work up the ladder. And soon enough, we decide we can't do it. We can't, we can't give these out tonight. Uh, So we now have to figure out what are we doing? Like Decaf said, we've got 30,000 plus people coming to the game who are coming because a bobblehead is promised to them. I mean, a, and
2: the team spent a lot of money purchasing Sen Bonalens. Right.
1: Absolutely, and it's for it's for a big name player <laughs> on uh, on the Red Sox, who uh, everyone knows. <laughs> so uh, it was a popular one. It's so, called Google. Google, my friends. Yeah, it's called you Google can Google it to find because uh, because this took off and became a story on you know the sports. New York um, Post
0: wrote about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, everywhere. So, um, so yeah, we we decided we can't do it. Let's just give everyone. Let's print out. You know forty thousand certificates and and give people the ability to, to kind of message in and we'll we'll get them out to them either they could come pick them up someday here at the ballpark up at the ballpark or we'll mail them out that type of thing so so that's what we did we quickly call our printer they're printing out you know uh, a number of these sort of cards that we're now going to distribute saying hey sorry no bobble but you know go to this website and you can claim your bobblehead and we'll send it out to you, that type of thing. Um, so it really that turned into an all hands on deck thing where everyone's since trying to to play their part to make sure we get these cards ready to go and we have the back end system to sort of track it and and that type of thing. Others are dealing with the, you know, sort of damage control of the media and press yep. and, and what are we saying on that front. Um so yeah, that was that was quite the day. I don't think yeah. anything's gonna top that. As as scary as it was on those days with Don't chase day- yourself. I know, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, as scary as it was with those days where there were things kind of late and whatever, that that was definitely the time that um, that, that was the most yeah. difficult. So like, like you said, I'm, people could probably Google it. They could find the bobblehead. They probably are aware of
0: it. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't realize Chris promised that we wouldn't bring that up. He yeah. didn't communicate that to me because I was bringing it up because I was one of those fans that got a certificate yeah. and ended up no getting the, the fixed bobblehead later yeah. on. Um
3: TQ.
1: I know better than to trust Chris at this point, so it's okay. Yeah,
3: I, 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 that's I'll fair. What a <laughs> small fair. world that keeps happening lately. Where like, I don't know. I, I find out that Chris Bergstrom's in the Wally commercial with David Ortiz, and like the, the like things of my childhood. Just I, I every day feel like I'm learning.
0: Uh, I mean, we've about, probably, I mean I we we've probably we probably hugged on before. the
3: PizzaGate game. Yeah, I, me mean, before, I think we probably. have.
0: Yeah, I, I think
3: I have a picture of myself. At my dad's office in waterbury connecticut when i'm like seven or eight and i'm with wally holding my so good magazine next to the trophies and i i I have to believe it it's you if if you were wally in 2008 then
2: i hope you weren't i I was with you you
0: i was the only person in the room
3: who knew who wally was i was in a room full of businessmen so he
0: was in the trophy
3: the trophies are going to come the executives are going to come and uh the mascot what's his name what's his name and i was like wally
1: I got to wear the Wally suit once, only, only one time, I think it was, at, at Fenway, and it was one of, one of my first weeks on, on the job, actually, but um, I, had, they, I guess Chris wasn't around, no other performers, they needed it sort of last minute for some of the players who were shooting a commercial on the field, they had Ooh. their families there, including some young children, mm-hmm. and so they're like, hey, Steve, can you just jump in the Wally suit and just like, go run around with some kids for a few minutes? Okay, sure, you know, and at that point I said, like, yeah, awesome, great, great. Oh Yeah, anybody so, can do it. Anyone can do it, like what kind of a- little <laughs> we'll sing on and run around. Yeah, so yeah, so I got in the suit and uh, I remember it was kind of like a cooler day, it was probably, you know, April or, or March even, um, probably April and yeah, I got in the suit and it got warm quick, it got, it got very warm quickly. And, uh, you know, after the first, I don't know, two or three minutes, you realize I don't have any other ways of communicating. Like I've, I've used my tricks. I did the belly dance. I did the, the you know. The boiler the, maker. La- yeah, exactly. I did some laughing and some hand stuff. And then like after two minutes, I'm like, I got I got no other moves at this point. It's really warm in here. I'm breathing pretty heavily in this thing. I hope, I hope, I hope they don't not- hear me yeah <laughs> they don't hear me and uh and grow concerned you know so i gotta say it's much harder than than it looks and the, the experts make it look
3: imagine you walk into fenway and wally's just like doubled over like
2: <laughs> i can't say i can't say that that hasn't happened before oh right man over. That's a different, right.
0: that's a separate episode.
2: Yeah. But I think I, TQ, I mean, we ask everybody, right? One question. Yeah,
0: Steve, so how was your mind. opening, how was your opening day 2021?
1: Wow. Opening day. It was, it was great. It was really good. Um, it's chaos. It's chaos, right? And yep. everyone experienced it in their own special way that day. Um, but it, it was fun. I was running around. I remember a bunch of friends and former colleagues from the Red Sox were here as well. And I remember briefly just seeing them and them looking at me and being like, Hey, you, you look tired. <laughs> Cause I probably hadn't slept and, and I was like, yeah, no, thanks. Great. I gotta go. And just running like, you know, like everyone else, um, like the Tasmanian devil, but uh, no, it was great. I got to be down on the field helping with the uh, the flag roll I mean, yeah. or rather the flag coming down over the, over the wall. I, I'm pretty sure that day I was the guy kind of standing by the right field corner with everyone looking at me from the top of the wall with my arm up. And then when the timing, you know, went in my ear, put my arm down and then the flag has to come down. You know, so have you ever uh,
0: felt so much power in your life than that oh moment? Man, no, let me tell you, I, I really felt
1: like a king that day. It was but a lot of pressure, right? Heavy, heavy the crown or whatever. Yeah.
2: Let me tell you whatever the phrase is something about Steve in his opening day. So in the days leading up to opening day, Steve and I had a discussion. We were going back and forth as to what we were going to wear to opening day. Mm-hmm. So the literally the day before I'm walking out and I said to him, I, I said, Steve, so what are you going to wear tomorrow? He goes, probably polo shirt and khakis. I'm like, okay, you know what? That's what I'm going to do too. So we have our early morning meeting that day. I walk in and this guy is in a full suit with his tie on and (laughs) fancy shoes. And here I am in my polo and and khakis. He's like, oh, I decided last minute I'm going to be on the It just, it
1: just- Like last minute, like you've had my phone number for 10 Uh, years, you couldn't even tell me? It just sort of happened, I swear. And I just, I, I really thought when I said that to you that that was going to be the case. And then, you know, we got closer to the next morning and I realized, oh, I'm gonna be down on the field, you know, doing that flag thing and, and you know, who knows what else. Maybe I should wear the suit, just like dress up, don't be. And
2: not at but any point. had no, it had no wrinkles in it. That's anything. exactly I what I was gonna say. not, not, a,
0: before, like, not at. Not at any point. And, like, not at any point the next morning as you were taking it out of your closet, setting up an ironing board, heating up the iron, making sure there's water in there ironing your suit did you think you know yesterday i told chris that i was going to wear a polo and khakis maybe i should shoot him a text
1: no it uh, i'll be honest i'm a bad friend
0: yeah, I- that's
2: how my opening day started <laughs> i walk up in the dcu club feeling all good about myself i look at steve and i go that son of a and that was it it was over i know my <laughs> opening day went down the drain <laughs> he decided to wear his full suit chris had to hide in the
3: shadows for the rest of the day i know when
1: yeah. chris you
3: said you were sitting at the table in the concourse was steve with you at that table at ever any any point
2: uh we we walked around each other a little bit but you know what a joke's on him do you know why because it ask him a he he was supposed to show up nicely dressed for our football game here uh, and in walks steve man. not in a polo shirt and khakis like I'm dressed so up like I, it's a tuesday in the office yeah and he didn't read his email to dress up for the I football totally, game. So i was like you're right finally you're right hated. i
1: i'm i'm the king of that i really the panic dressing i don't know i i, I what i need to do is have probably have my wife do this like i'm, I'm a child just like lay out my outfit the day before because <laughs> otherwise i wake up the next day I'm, I'm in a panic trying to figure out what am i wearing What, do, like, what do i have to do today whatever and then I think that's often when the decisions are are made in that frenzy. So, yeah, I you know I, I blew it. I don't know what to tell you, Chris.
2: And- so the moral of the story is never ask Steve what he's wearing opening day because he lies about it.
0: I, I will lie to you. I will lie. If, to you. There you go. If anything, plan what to wear with everyone except Steve. <laughs>
3: that's
2: right. That's I learned. So this opening day, I'll probably be overdressed <laughs> and everybody will be underdressed and I'll look like a fool again.
0: Chris, we should go with three piece suits. I'm in. Cool.
3: How about okay. so overdressed that you're wearing a giant green mascot suit? Oh. Uh,
2: no, thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm old now. Thank you. The back all and right. the knees aren't like they used to be.
0: <laughs> all right. I think uh, I think that's all the time we have. Steve's running a little late for his, his next meeting, which that's is fine because we're having a good yeah. time. But Uh, Check out the 2022 promotional schedule on woosocks.com. Steve's been working really hard on it all year. Some great giveaways coming your way for 2022. Single game tickets are on sale now at woosocks.com or by calling the Polar Park ticket office at 508-500-8888. Single game tickets for April and May, including opening day. And there are also nine and 18 game mini plans. And there's, a new 18-game mini plan that's on sale online right now that includes opening day. So if you want to commit to 18 games, make sure you you're coming out Steve's here. See what Steve's wearing. See what, he's see what he's Steve's wearing. wearing that day. On those uh, mini plans include a game on every day of the week as well. So Tuesday through Sunday, you'll see what he's wearing on a Sunday afternoon, a Friday night, Tuesday night, doesn't matter. You get to criticize Steve's outfit make fun of him for the frenzy he had in the morning trying to put it together. You just got to go to woosocks.com and buy the tickets. So Steve, tickets thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you guys uh, for having me. Loved it. Um, I can't promise that I'll ever come back again, but you know, it was fun while it lasted.
0: Yeah. We can't promise we'll invite you. So go hit that the meeting. <laughs> <it's been. laughs> All right, on to the next meeting. Yeah. <laughs> thanks everyone for listening.